Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back to the fishbowl. Fish being myself, thrilled that you're here. In just a moment, what's insider trading? And how does it involve vaginas? Plus the thrill of drinking and Oshkosh, bagosh. And a few things you should never, ever fuck with. Interesting enough. As always, Fish B, thank you for that hot lead. But first, two items of decent to good news, and we'll take what we can get during these times of tumult. After being shuttered for 57 days, Mar-a-Lago, which of course is Spanish for owned by a fucknut, and I should know, I've got the annual plan on Babel, Mar-a-Lago will be back open on Saturday, or should I say El Sabado? Babble. But social distancing will be enforced in the jacuzzi, in the pool, and on the pool deck. Swimming noodles have been banned, and guests will be required to bring their own jizz towels. <coughs> and with the exception of the word jizz, that's all true. Fucking swimming noodles. There'll be none of them. None. For swimming noodle, I say it's closed. In other uh, quasi-decent news. Usually, I am counting the fucking days until I no longer need to stay here at my personal assistance house. Notice I said staying and not living because there's a big fucking difference. But earlier today, Fish B and I were show prepping for the fish bowl, and by show prepping, we mean getting baked as fuck. So show prepping, and uh, I emerge from the podcast dojo because I need un nuevo vaso de agua. Babble. And I am smacked, as soon as I exit the dojo, smacked upside my weeded head by the fuck yeah aroma of fresh baking. Fuck yeah, Roma. My personal assistant is baking scratch oatmeal cookies upstairs. Fuck yeah. Sure, it's not as good as being hornier than you've ever been in your entire life and the most beautiful stranger you've ever seen wants to fuck your brains out like right fucking now, but that's, that's never happened to me. Not even, not even close. Nothing close to that has ever, has ever happened to me. So in the meantime, I'm grateful for oatmeal cookies, a safe place to sleep with a private bath, and a place where I can do the show. And with that, Fishby, what is question one? How bad do you wish you were getting festive at a bar in Wisconsin? My first thought was, those lucky fuckers. It looked like fun. I just looking at them, I, I could taste the Bushmills. I could taste the Irish whiskey. But then, no social distancing, let alone masks. It looked fun, but it didn't look smart. It made me nostalgic, but it didn't look smart. But then again, 
smartness has never really been my forte, as you might have guessed. Because even if the odds are, like, one in 100, you'll get hospital sick. At least for me. Like, the old me has a fairly high risk tolerance. The old me used to buy drugs from strangers at nightclubs and have no trouble with that. But this is different. This is just different. Because... If I did get the virus, and then what are the chances that you, you know, come in contact with another human being and you get them sick and they get someone sick? And unless you live alone and plan to have no contact with anyone for 14 to 21, maybe better, but more days uh, after you go out, then then maybe it's okay. But uh, I mean, who who wouldn't want to be getting sloshed in Oshkosh, bagosh? It's a fun thing to say, probably a fun thing to do if you didn't have to deal with the ramifications. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fishby. Ow! Other than me, can you name three things you'd never fuck with? Oh, yeah, Fishby, because you are definitely in the unfuckwithable category. And yeah, that's a new word, unfuckwithable, but uh, you're welcome. Put that in the dictionary next to unriddled and other words we've created here uh, at the Fishbowl. Three things that I'd never, ever fuck with. Um, the Wu-Tang Clan? No, that doesn't count. Okay. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oldsmobile homies. Fucking with uh, with Cadillac homies or, or or another type of vehicle homie, that's one thing entirely. But fucking with Oldsmobile homies? No, 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 no. I'm here to help you with your problem until I saw that your problem involved Oldsmobile homies. Now I am uh, I am ejecting myself from this situation. Don't don't fuck with the Oldsmobile homies. That's a uh, that's one. Um, never fuck with. I wish I could say truck stop whores, but uh, it's not like I've been to every truck stop. So can't, can't say that before you go to every truck stop. Uh, so I'll say, I'll say dog fighting. That's an easy one for me. Don't, I don't want to fuck with dog fighting. I don't want to fucking around with that. Um, and, uh, and face tattoos. Definitely face tattoos. I love tattoos. I'm excited to get my new mermaid. But I, I, just, uh, I just don't have the demeanor nor the bone structure nor the posture, nor the attitude, nor the disposition to successfully carry a face tattoo. So that's, uh, there you go, Fishbee. There's three things I would, uh, I would never, ever fuck with. And yeah, you're not on the list. Go figure. Crazy, right? You're, uh, you're not on the list. What's, uh, what's next, little buddy? Now that you've slept on it, Rose McGowan versus Bill Maher, who you got? So this all started last week, I guess. Bill Maher, on his show, his end-of-show commentary 
was about Tara Reid, uh, the woman that's accusing uh, Joe Biden of sexual assault. And uh, I'm not quoting, I'm just summarizing here. I, I, I believe uh, the gist of, of Bill's argument was, don't know, don't care, move on, when it comes to Tara Reid. So Rose McGowan, obviously uh, very involved in the Me Too movement, uh, Rose takes to social media to call out Bill Maher for when he was still doing a show called Politically Incorrect in the late 1990s. It's 2020. This is the late 1990s. So she's going back 20 plus years. Uh, and apparently uh, she was a guest on Bill Maher's Politically Incorrect show. And uh, right as they're coming out of, of commercial break, like right before they're, they're back live, uh, Bill, Bill uh, leans over to her and whispers, my parents didn't give me a good face, but they did give me a huge cock. And especially in hindsight, and I want to underline especially, but especially in hindsight. Sure, the comment is probably somewhere between inappropriate and in poor taste and at the very least unprofessional. But I sympathize with Bill Maher here a little bit in that sometimes people with funny mouths will get themselves in trouble because they're just trying to be funny. They're just trying to make you smile and you can justify a lot of things by, I was, I was just trying to make him smile, but you don't know what someone else has been through. You, you, don't, you don't know about the prior, the prior harassment and the prior sexual assaults that, that Rose McGowan has had to endure. So saying that to someone you don't know, yeah, not great, right? So Rose McGowan or Bill Maher, I'm picking neither. I'm picking, I am, sorry, I am, I'm splitting the baby, King Solomon. I'm picking neither. He, he shouldn't have said it, but she shouldn't have put him on blast 20-something years later on social media, you know? Like, it, like, if it was really, like, that huge of a deal, like, you're waiting till now. But I guess she was offended by what? Bill Maher said about Tara Reid, so whatever. I'm picking neither. I'm picking neither. I don't, I don't love, I don't love any. What's next? Can you explain Obamagate yet? No, I, I'm still very confused. I haven't been consuming enough Fox News and enough Sean Hannity. They hyperbolically talk about it a lot, like it's the biggest crime ever in the history of American politics. But then there's not a lot of not a lot of meat on that controversy bone. Uh, ask me again tomorrow. Let's uh, let's let's put that one back in, back in the fishbowl. And and Minyana once again. Fishby and I will attempt to make the impossible possible by doing 17 questions in 17 minutes. Three weeks in a row, we've got, we've got the bowling turkey strike, not 1659, not 1705, no, 17 questions in 17 minutes, like straight, like flat, like boom. Four in a row, that, uh, that obviously would be a brand new record, so fingers crossed and mantises prayed. 
as we like to say. That's uh, that's for tomorrow. We'll try to get to the bottom of this fucking Obama gate. What's next, Fishby? If you were in the UK and were forced to place an actual wager on Biden's Veep pick, would you take group number one, Harris and Klobuchar? And apparently these are actual wagers that you can make right now. So would you take group one, Harris and Klobuchar? Group two, consisting of Warren, Abrams, or Whitmer, or group three, the field. It's an even money bet, split in thirds, group one, two, or three. So Harrison Klobuchar, Warren Abrams, or Whitmer, or the field. Based on nothing but licking my middle finger and sticking it in the wind, and uh, based on the, the smell at my neighbor's house, I am... Uh, I'm leaning towards number two. I don't think it's going to be Warren. I don't think it's going to be Abrams. I'm thinking more and more it's going to be Michigan's governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Her approval ratings are going up. She's a governor. She's young. She's obviously a woman. And her and Biden together, they've both got such great teeth. It would make for a a very photogenic shots of the two of them together. They'll look nice together, if nothing else, uh, the blessing of the American Dental Association. So I'm going with group number two. What's next, Fishby? As global media ombudsman, I'm going insane. Pretty please give me something new to watch on the Netflix. I'm amazed by how many people haven't watched Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, it, it's British, but it's a gangster story. And, and even though it's shot or, or takes place, it's a period piece in the 1920s of a gangster story in Birmingham, England about these gypsies. It's... uh. It's done in a very contemporary style. Uh, the soundtrack is, is, is contemporary. Peaky Blinders is a really, really cool show, I think. Um, the Messiah, there's season one of that, and, and that's kind of a sleeper, but I found The Messiah to be a legitimately a, a interesting binge watch. That's not bad. Or if you're looking for a, uh, if you're looking for a documentary, um, have, you, have you consumed uh, Hitler? A career? And I know, I know, that that might be the most curious title. Uh, Hitler, a career. It's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's one way to summarize it. Uh, a career. Uh, not, the, uh, not, the, not the phrase I would go with. Uh, a career. But, uh, but they did. Uh, uh, the reason is not not for any kind of uh, a Hitler uh, a fandom. Uh, you know that with me, obviously, or at least I fucking hope so. It's history, but it's also creepy just to compare and contrast. And I'm not calling President Don Hitler. I'm not doing that. But it is fascinating to compare and contrast just 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 the rhetoric 
and the verbal stylings, and even though it's been translated many of the same phrases, the similarities in the skills as a, and I use that term loosely, skills as a public orator and just, and just the shit they talk about and the way they get the population fired up between President Don and the way they go through Hitler, a career is, uh, is truly chilling, truly chilling. So there's three choices, uh, Peaky Blinders, uh, the Messiah, or Hitler, a career. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Plantasia, the lucky Thai bamboo desk plant. And the Buddha says, Normality is a paved road. It's comfortable to walk, but no flowers grow on it. You may have the best music in showbiz, Plantasia, but uh, I've, got to, I've got bad news about your quote. Uh, the Buddha uh, didn't say normality is a paved road. It's comfortable to walk, but no flowers grow. That's not Buddha. It is not Buddha. You're talking to the, uh, the quote doctor here. That's actually uh, Vincent Van Gogh says it. Normality is a paved road. It's comfortable to walk, but no flowers grow on it. And I don't know what to do with you, Plantasia, other than uh, keep you here on the desk and every 10 days change your water and provide 10 drops of fertilizer. Other than that, don't know what to, what to do with you. Oh, just in the nick of time. There's Isaiah's music, which means we've reached the final question of today's fishbowl. As always, it comes from Isaiah, the tiny player, our 10-year-old executive producer. And today Isaiah writes, What's insider trading, and how does it involve vaginas? There's no way that my sweetheart of a 10-year-old executive producer wrote that. He just did. Someone ghost wrote. This, this question's been ghost written. Uh, what's insider trading, and how does it involve vaginas? There, there, there's a funny joke there. I just, I just can't, I just can't connect them uh, that fast. Um, insider trading. Uh, this is this is a Wall Street thing. Stocks and bonds uh, means that you're you're, you're trading. You're, you're making money on information that is uh, it's defined as non-public material information. That's what insider trading is. If you're making moves on non-public material information. But the reason this is in the news is that Richard Burr, the senator from North Carolina and the chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, just had his phone taken by the fucking FBI to investigate insider trading that he knew a little bit more about the virus before the general public and made a trade that he made 1.7 mil off of and his brother-in-law happened to make like 270k off of that's uh, that's uh, that's insider trading uh, nothing to do with vaginas and that, uh, that's Isaiah's question. Thanks, uh, thanks, Isaiah.
Don't worry, the show is uh, the show is not over because it's uh, it's time now for what many argue is the best part of the show because it's the end. It's the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and or the finale. Kick it, fish beep. Rainbow Bright rapper and world's most notorious snitch, Takashi69, wants to donate $200,000 to No Kid Hungry. And he's so fucking toxic that No Kid Hungry won't take it. Unlike Fishby's mom, who'll take anything. The guaranteed-to-be-disturbing four-part Jeffrey Epstein documentary titled Filthy Rich has a release date of May 27th on Netflix, and I wouldn't describe an information overload on a private pedophile island as pandemic comfort viewing, but whatever. Twitter announces that employees will be able to just work from home permanently now, and why not? And by a show of hands, who thinks Twitter will still be in business 10 years from now? Huh, 50-50. HBO is launching virtual co-watching parties on its app, and I don't know why I would want to do that, and if that's the future, no wonder Greta Thunberg came back to a time before that. And lastly, for the first time ever in the history of these United States, we are on pace to get more energy from renewable sources than burning what Don calls beautiful clean coal. And holy fuck, somebody called John Krasinski, because that's some good fucking news. Woo! Yeah, Fishby. Yeah, I am I am not scared to fuck with you, but uh, as always, you have... Uh, you have worn me out. My thanks to all who had the courage to enjoy the fishbowl today. The only way this show grows is by word of mouth. So if someone told you about it, pay that forward. We would, uh, we would certainly appreciate it. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow. We do this every single weekday. Uh, tomorrow's our 17 questions and 17 minutes day. We'll try to get to the bottom of this Obamagate thing. I... I don't think it's anything, but we will, uh, we will find out. And if we can make the impossible possible, 17 questions in 17 minutes. Till then, say adios, Fishbee.